Okay, let's talk about candles for a minute. Do you know that almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years? It's insane. That's why I think it's really cool that Notes candles exist. They're working to eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel over and over again. It is super easy. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, so all you do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar and fill it up with the wax beads and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. The Santal and Atlas Cedar scent is like this woodsy calming smell. It's so nice. And they have oat milk and balsam berry, vanilla and pepperwood, pistachio and rose water, and a total of 13 really great options to choose from. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Right now, notes is giving our friends 15% off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using the code that sounds fun. Just use that code that sounds fun when you're placing your order. That's that sounds fun at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm so happy to be here with you today as we kick off our holiday shows. Oh, y'all just get ready for this month. December is always a favorite of mine. And, you know, that counts today. And just as a reminder, we started our Advent plan yesterday for the Advent series. If you still want to jump in, listen, it is not too late. You have not missed a lot. Just go to AnnieFDowns.com slash Advent. And there you can jump in with us, print out the updated guidebook. If you did it with us last year, get the new guidebook. We also have the guidebook in Spanish. So it is available to all of our Spanish speaking friends. And that is all again at AnnieFDowns.com slash Advent. Advent is short this year because it is usually four Sundays before Christmas Eve and Christmas Eve falls on a Sunday. So while Advent officially starts this coming Sunday, we have started our plan yesterday. So jump in with us. I think you're going to love it. AnnieFDowns.com slash Advent. And before we dive into today's conversation, I want to tell you about one of our incredible sponsors. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This time of year can bring up all kinds of weird emotions, y'all, and you and me both, and you definitely don't have time to carry all that by yourself. It's completely natural to feel some kind of sadness or anxiety around the holidays and the end of the year. And I'm telling you, this is where therapy is such a helpful tool in my life, because on top of all that, I'm also going back to Nashville and leaving New York, and there's a lot of feelings. There's a lot of feelings. Find a place to process all of that so that the end of 2023 is marked by the emotions and marked by growth. Therapy can help you feel grounded and give you the tools to manage everything going on. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. When you're already on the go so much, you don't have to worry about one more place to go because your session can be done right from home. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, we love a quiz, and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find a bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. Today on the show, I get to talk with my new friend, Chris Brown from Elevation Worship. Chris lives in Charlotte with his wife and two kids and is part of the Grammy-winning Elevation Worship. You're probably already singing a lot of their hits in your car or at your church. They've included songs like Graves into Gardens, Gyra, and Same God. And and they just put out their first ever full-length Christmas album called Echo the Angels, Y'all. It is so good. Cue the Christmas music. Let's go. 
Y'all are just going to love this guy. Some really important thoughts for church staff members, for worship leaders, how to serve your local church. So it's a really beautiful, helpful conversation. So here is my conversation with Chris Brown. Chris, welcome to That Sounds Fun. Thanks. Appreciate you having me. This is fun being on for the first time. I hope so. It is such a huge honor. Thank you. You are the voice and the words and the thoughts behind so much of the worship that we all get to experience. So it's a super honor to meet you. Well, for real, thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to us chatting, having a good conversation. I need you to know there are um, two rules of the guests that I will have on That Sounds Fun. All right. So one of the rules is it's somebody I'm already friends with, which is not us. And the second rule is it's someone I want to be friends with. Because I think it's okay. hard to talk to strangers. That's really bizarre. So yep. just know that this is also like the first day of our friendship. Okay. Okay. From great. here on out, we're friends. That's I'll it. Settle. That's it. Whenever you need on. anything, you just go like, well, I can ask Annie because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was on her podcast. So clearly. Perfect. Okay. So are we, are, how much younger are you than I? I'm 43. I'm 41. Okay. So we're right there. We're right there. So I have this incredibly clear memory in high school at a retreat. The first time someone had worship music on a CD that I could purchase. And I was like, what? I can listen to this at my house? Like I knew I could listen to Michael W. Smith and Amy Grant, but it was a new world that worship music was a part of like what I could put in my ears. Yeah. Do you remember the start of having worship outside of the church for you? Passion One Day, that album. <gasps> that really? Was, that was mine. It was, um, I mean, never never heard anything like it. I, yeah. I grew up in the church. So yeah. I, I was Did you grow up in to, Charlotte? No, I grew up in a small town in the bottom of South Carolina. Oh, okay. My dad was a um, help pastor of that church for 27 years. Wow. So I, I grew up, there's like 120 people there. Beautiful. Town of 3,000 people. I mean, I was around like, I guess, CCM music, you know, yeah. like you said, Michael W., Amy, whatever. And Passion One Day, that was the album for me. I was like, what? The, these are these are worship choruses. They're full songs. But what what is it? It, it changed everything. It is so I feel like you and I are of the last generation of being able to delineate when worship music left the church because it's now yeah. it is such a it's the top genre of CCM I think mm-hmm. wouldn't that be true I don't know I I really don't know it is I'll say it's you know clearly very blended now yeah. it's all it's all kind of one and the same and I um but yeah I I don't I don't know if it's top I I it has been an interesting whatever last 20 years 25 yeah. years seeing it kind of surface in the way it has What's your why behind that? What do you think's going on that that has happened? Like in, if you were looking with your spiritual goggles on, hmm. let's get well, prophetic. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, um, I, you know, I would say obviously Passion had um, and Pastor Louie had so much yeah. to do with helping at least here domestically in the, in the yeah. States, like usher in a new movement altogether. And then- my my sec probably the second album that I remember hearing before hearing any hill like Hillsong worship I heard United's first like youth album and I was like oh, what wow. in the world and, like these big electric guitars and yeah and it, and it was like oh this is this is like the sound of like youth and worship so a lot was happening for me like just being exposed to 
corporate worship, different styles, Chris Tomlin to to like this energetic wild sound that yeah. was kind of coming from from Sydney and um and then everything in between. So yeah, I don't know the last the last twenty plus years, it has it has been interesting. I will say Elevation started in two thousand six as a church. Two thousand seven we we put out our first album. Um and we've been writing and, and recording since then. I mean, that the, is almost 20 years, Chris. Yeah, you're right. Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I will say it has been interesting for me. I mentioned I grew up in the church. When I was 17, I just felt like God called me to local church ministry. So really? when I moved here to Charlotte with my wife in 2000, the end of two, no, 2007, the church, the church was meeting in a high school. It was, you know, loading in as church yes. plants do for any anybody yes. who might be familiar. Trailers, it's trailers tra- for days. Trailers, you know, you're in at five thirty a.m. You're out yes. at two thirty p.m. Ugh. That was why we moved here. So, but Pastor Stephen had this vision for like worship music and writing songs and releasing music. Um, so my context going from okay, I've got like this context and and category for what's happened with passion and then Matt Redman yeah. and all these songs that have kind of come up. But what really sounds exciting to me, cause those were kind of movements. Yeah. What really sounds exciting to me is this idea of like worship music coming from our church that we yeah. moved to Charlotte to help load in from trailers. Yeah. Um, and not in an opportunistic way, simply like that's, that's a, that's a thing. I know, I'm, you know, of course I mentioned Hill, Hillsong, but like that was another world away from yeah. me. It was just, it, 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 Sydney, Australia was on another planet. Yeah, same. Um, I remember the Shout to the Lord album feeling like way somewhere else they make this. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so anyway, it's been it's been a really beautiful thing over the last 17 years that we've been here seeing um, songs that God's given our church given our writers here and it feeling a, truly a part of our church yeah. and we're not um we've i i just had a conversation last week about if we're going deep i'll i'll, I'll just kind of tiptoe and then i'll, I'll get right back out nope, but i just on, had a conversation <laughs> last week about the complicated nature of what being a part of a church and even me still in my 17-year-old self mm. feeling called to local you know church ministry and still being yeah. in that place at the end of the day like that's that's what i know i'm i'm here to do is just serve serve the church um but what a complicated thing as god's given our church influence the songs have gained their influence complicated on so many levels <laughs> but yes. and then uh, yes to your back to your original question or point then the blending of worship music and and ccm and i guess um making a lot of it uh mainstream i don't think there's i, I don't think you know it's it's bad um by any means i'm not saying that it's just it's, it certainly has been an interesting couple decades watching it all unfold and at the end of the day i will say i love that i my my first love and our family's first love is still like if it's uh you know this this next year 2024 
or 24 years from now, we're still just going to be like planted in the church. And yeah. if that means like our church is releasing songs, that'd be the greatest gift. If yeah. we're doing, you know, if we're serving God's kingdom and God's global church or this city um, in another function or capacity, that'd be the best gift. Yeah. So I'd love for you to speak to that for just a second, because one thing I've observed is there are times where in the complicated part of this, there are times sure. where it feels like worship bands at churches are trying to get famous. And there are times where it feels like, and this is true of y'all, this part, that worship bands are serving their local church and that, and then God uses that music to serve other churches as well. Hmm. But the heart behind it can get really complicated because I, I saw this at a church I'm up close to where I was like, who are y'all making that for? Are you making it for the people you serve that come every Sunday? Or are you trying to make something big for why? So how yeah. do y'all keep that heart of, hey, if we... I, I saw a video of Pastor Stephen. Y'all are doing a prophetic kind of spontaneous worship moment and he has the lyrics in his mind and he goes and sings them to the worship leader. And then the worship leader just goes into this chorus that just had me mm -hmm. crying in my bed, Chris, because mm -hmm. it was just beautiful. Yeah. Someday that could become a song that y'all release yeah. for all of us. But that was a moment that was for your church. So when yeah. you're training up worship leaders in your system, help teach us, what are you teaching them about like, how do we serve this church and see if God will take it versus, hey, we've got to go, we've got to write a worship song that everybody sings. Yeah. Sure. Well, I'll, I'll start by saying it is here. It is all built on worship is in the DNA and bloodstream and live stream of Pastor Stephen. Yeah. So you don't have this. He's like a poet, isn't he? Oh, a hundred percent. He's a writer from the inside out. And yeah. as long as I've known, we've known each other since we were teenagers. And yeah. as long as I've known known him, it's it's been I've I've just watched him as a wordsmith get yeah. <laughs> crazier and crazier and better and yeah. better. But I will say for for our church as a starting place you don't have this potential um, tension or rub or going in two different directions between, well, the pastor is, is setting a course for a certain vision and worship leader or worship ministry has a, another idea of what they'd really like to do. And it involves ah. writing and it involves releasing albums. And I, I don't, I personally don't know anybody that's, um, that's doing that. I just know, from the jump, yeah. us putting out songs was in his heart. And yeah. I had never written a worship song when I came here. I, never. I'd written songs um, since I was 13, 14. A worship song, no, I, I never even tried. So, but I think that's, that is like the starting place. And to your point, like that, what, what you saw online and him, him having, having words that he gave someone on the spot and then us singing that like that happens all the time because it's just it's in him but yeah. i'll say this is not meant to sound noble at all um because it it truly it truly isn't for me but i i am not wired to i don't know why when i was 16 17 i did not have this dream and vision 
to be in front of a lot of people ah. and to make a, a big album and to, you know, become whatever. So the goal for me it's so it's yeah, interesting. We didn't see that modeled the, in front of us either, right? There weren't worship leaders who were famous. Uh, yeah, also that, also that. But the goal for me isn't to be an artist. And the goal for me isn't to create um, or be on an album. And the goal isn't singing in an arena. The goal isn't, um, you know, winning an award. And I, this is what we talk about here. You asked, like, how do you raise yeah. up a worship? leader or a worship culture. For me, what we talk about, the goal is to be faithful. Mm. And so that's, that's so faithful good. to our father, faithful to what God's given me, and not to get it mistaken with what he's given someone else. Some of my closest friends are called to be artists. And in the sense of like, uh, you know, we've now titled it worship artists, but like just in the sense of like, they're called to do something different than That's right. what I'm I'm called to do. But anybody who's coming through here, one of the, I think, ways we cultivate and try to protect the, the heart and vision of being a local church ministry that also puts out songs and records songs and how do we keep the, you know, the main thing, the main thing. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's, it's important to just stress faithfulness and that's yeah. i also have never been i thank god that um he's placed me under visionary leaders because i i never have I, I never have been somebody who felt like all right five years from now i'm gonna do this yeah i'm gonna have this 10 years from now i i wished for many many years that i actually had that gear and i and for many years, I thought I was broken somehow that I didn't have like this and my, and whether it was like really being intent on goals for, um, our marriage and our family, or certainly just in this ministry, I'm driven. I'm very driven. I'm a three on, you know, the Enneagram. I'm, right. I'm an achiever. Yeah. I, I have to like get things done. So don't, I don't mistake. And I never did mistake like, well, I've got like drive. So it's not that I don't have that. It's just, why don't I have this? But I do feel for me, season after season has just been me saying yes to whatever yeah. that season was. And yeah. whether that was, um, you know, one album to the next, one year to the next, it was just saying yes. And I and I finally got comfortable going, well, that's that's all right. Like, I don't need mm -hmm. to map out i don't feel the need to map out the next five years 15 years 30 yeah. years and i have many ways i feel um like i'm stewarding what god has given me and and yeah. taking good care of i don't mean i'm reckless by any means by not planning but i i do feel like what has served us well culturally here as a local church with this type of worship ministry has been cultivating like just at the end of the day, faithfulness. And yeah. that, that may look this way in one season and faithfulness may look another way yeah. in another season. That's right. It's like a faithfulness to the open doors and the closed doors. Exactly. And yeah. I mean, what we all struggle with again, I, you know, not, 
not thinking faithfulness looks like what someone Dude. else being faithful looks like. That's it. You know, and, and trying to have my success try to match their accomplishments. It's like, well, that's that's not even <laughs> that's not what even I'm I'm here to do or what God's yeah. given me. I, I I'm barking up the wrong tree. So yeah, that's I have it. to I have to regularly step back and ask myself like, why am I doing this? Why do mm -hmm. I feel motivated to do this? Um, who am I doing it for? Do I feel a need to impress someone? And that's my motivation or because I honestly, honestly believe like this is me make, making the most of what God has, has given yeah. me. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about one of our amazing partners, Relief Band. Listen, this just might be the Christmas gift someone in your family actually truly needs. When it comes to fighting nausea, Relief Band is where it's at. Relief Band is the number one anti-nausea wristband that quickly relieves and effectively prevents nausea and vomiting associated with air sickness, car sickness, anxiety, migraines, morning sickness, and so much more. Relief Band is natural, fast acting, and will last as long as you need it. It's 100% drug-free, non-drowsy, and has zero side effects. You just wear a relief band on your wrist to give you relief from nausea and you can adjust the intensity as you need it. Plus relief band treats and prevents nausea so you can help avoid nausea from becoming a problem in the first place. Relief band has an A plus better business bureau rating and over a hundred thousand satisfied customers. So they are a brand you can trust. Right now, Relief Band is running their biggest sale of the year for Cyber Monday, y'all. That is today. So head over to ReliefBand.com to receive 30% off your purchase plus free shipping. That's Relief Band, R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D.com for 30% off plus free shipping. Remember that link and pretty much every other link you could ever hope for are in the show notes, but we also will send them to you Friday with a lot of other fun stuff in Friday's AFD week in review. You can sign up for that in the show notes as well. So be sure you check that out. And one more amazing partner to tell you about Athletic Greens. Listen, while we're eating our Thanksgiving food and our holiday treats, I want to get all my nutritional ducks in a row as well. And AG1 by Athletic Greens always helps me do that. Supplements are great, but it's hard to keep up with a bunch of different products. So AG1 makes it way easier. Their all-in-one formula makes it simple for me to cover my nutritional bases with just one scoop that's packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients. And listen to the list of things it helps me with. It gives me major benefits like gut and mood support, boosted energy, and even healthier looking skin, hair, and nails. All I have to do is mix one scoop of powder in cold water once a day. AG1 was designed with ease in mind. My AG1 is delivered to me every month, so it's been super easy to make it a daily habit. I also get the single serving travel pack, so I never have to miss a day. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens has given you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to athleticgreens.com slash sounds fun. That's athleticgreens.com slash sounds fun. Y'all check it out. Okay, now back to our conversation with Chris. That sounds fun. I drank my own Kool-Aid pretty bad in like 2013, 2014, and mm -hmm. really had a great run in with my own pride and how that doesn't serve you at all in the long run. Yeah. And my, I, I started this career in 2011-ish. Uh, so it was like two or three years okay. in. So on the other side of that, I get to have this much better, healthier perspective. And you're an incredibly healthy, from my observation, from what our mutual friends say about you, and from 
these 20 minutes. You're an incredibly healthy Enneagram three. You don't have to spill your guts, but did you have to trip (laughs) over yourself at any point in those 17 years in order to be as healthy as you are now? Or has it been a gradual like grace of God that has always kept you healthy? I've tripped so many times um, and have like had such unlearning to do in, in, in different ways or being like, it's okay. Most of it revolved around my relentless like pace and just mm-hmm. feeling the need to, this is how I'm validated. This is how I'm like valuable. This yeah. is what brings me worth as an individual. Work, yeah. work, work. So it was, I never really tripped up over trying to gain, like get to a certain status place. That was never my my trip up as much as wherever I'm going to end up, I'm going to be okay with that. But how I get there is going to be nuts because I It's going to be fast. However I get there, it'll be fast. (laughs) (laughs) It will be. And, um, and so, I mean, I've, I've hit, I have hit some, some bad walls as a result of not understanding, like, you know, we, we would have days, um, I would be on my day off for the week. And for years, sometimes I would, you know, I'd get to get to a day off and not understanding myself early on, I would just feel like, okay, blah, I'm just going to completely veg out. I'm going to completely yeah. like, I just can't think about anything. And then I learned like, okay, for a three like myself, there's actually a part of me that needs to feel somewhat productive even on a, on a day off. But so then I kind of flipped a, I I maybe went to the opposite extreme. Then I would fill my days off with like things as I learned that type of wiring um, about myself. And then I finally came to a healthier place, a little bit more in the middle. It's like, you know what? I can feel productive by going outside on our back patio and picking some weeds that are growing mm. in between the travertine <laughs> like yeah. it and I can be done in 20 minutes and it ticks the box for me of right. I accomplished something today yeah and so my wiring as a three just got relieved and and got filled and now I'm f- like freed up to not feel like a lazy bum the rest of the yeah. day because I chose to just sit around yeah or um, I don't need to tick that box by, you know, running hard for nine hours on a day off. I um, Matt Chandler shared this quote with me, and it's someone else's quote, I'm sorry to say, but I always give it to Matt. So this is a Matt Chandler quote <laughs> where he says, um, if you work with your mind, Sabbath with your hands. And if you work with your hands, Sabbath with your mind. And so I bet you were hmm. also really clicking into as much brain work as it takes to lead at church, to lead on Sundays, to lead your team and to write and re- and record music, your hands have to do something to really rest. Yeah, that's, that's true. I've never, I've never thought about it like that, but I, I bet that's exactly right. I'm not great at building things. I'm on, I'm not great at <laughs> with my hands. Funny enough, we have, we have chickens now we have coop and it's more my wife and my kids passion and my wife literally built the the chicken run and coop by by herself. That's and impressive. It is impressive. And I 
I became cer- like perfectly fine years ago, not being a a husband or a man that was going to build things around our home. Yeah. And she has this gear. She just loves to yeah. um, do that. So, but you're not going to find me outside building building that. I'll go and, and enjoy it, and I'll yeah. certainly enjoy the eggs we get. Um, but no, that that's an interesting way to look at it, that quote. I end up doing a lot like on my Sabbaths because this is my job talking, right? And yeah, yeah. um and writing. I will do puzzles or I'll do like I'm just always like, don't just make me sit here. If I just have to right. sit here, I'm gonna go nuts. So just give me yeah. something to do. Yeah. So in, in New York this fall, what are your what are your days off look like since it's just the the pace and everything? Can you Dude. go do a puzzle in the middle of craziness? And you, it feels good. You would be so unimpressed with how much I'm doing. <laughs> I am playing all the time. I'm playing all the time. I'm forever okay. finding something. There's, there is always something to do here. So when you're like, what should oh, I yeah. do right now? And then you open Instagram and there's like 75 things you could do on a Saturday. And I go try to do 73 of them. So oh my that's gosh. what, so okay. to me, it has been get around art and get around nature has kind of been my resting things here. Okay. So yesterday, speaking of, I was sitting with my friend, Amanda Jane, who was a Glinda on Broadway and Wicked the Musical. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we were talking about, she was saying to me, what if the last book you wrote was your last book? And I was saying, what if the last stage was your last stage? So with y'all just releasing this Christmas album, Echo the Angels, like when you're thinking about the doors God's opened and the things we were just talking about. What if this was your, I know it won't be. What if this was your last album? What if, what if a Christmas album was Elevation's last album? What would that mean to you? <laughs> what a morbid question. Right? Not something's going to happen to you, but what if y'all just like feel called to something else? You're not going oh anywhere, gosh. Chris. Let me rephrase. You're not oh. going anywhere. I, I Here, <laughs> let me give you a fuller story. We were talking about what if God calls you to a different career and you give up your public life? So our conversation yeah. was around, could you walk away from a public life if God invited you to something else? So if God invited you I and you. the worship team at Elevation to quit doing public worship and to only do it in-house, <laughs> what would it mean to yeah. you that Christmas was your last public album, that Echo the Angels was the last one y'all released publicly? Is that better? What? <laughs> sure. Sorry. Um, no, I was joking, but it was kind of, it was morbid for me to <laughs> think about it. It was super morbid. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> well, I would say on one hand, I would be so proud because I'm, I really am proud of this album. We, I felt like we accomplished um, even more than what, what we set out to accomplish. And I, I just, I'm in love with the album. Yeah. I would say, on the other hand, we've never made a Christmas album. So that would feel really weird, maybe possibly disappointing if this was oh, the last yeah. <laughs> project, yeah. just simply simply because it fits a category that people listen to for six weeks out of the year. And that's, that's yeah. about it. What maybe did you set out weeks. to accomplish? If you exceeded your own team's expectations and your own expectations with this album, which it is very good. I mean, I've spun it Thank multiple you. times. What were you setting out to do that you overshot? Well, I I went into it not wanting to aim for a blend of Christmas songs meet worship songs that we as a church can play on Sunday 
yeah. at elevation because that's a different part of my brain or sure, then it requires yeah. a different skill set of of writing and the the whole approach your your starting your starting place is a a live mentality it needs to be adapted into a live setting which is what we do with every live album so that that's crazy not, you have to think about that's not that. foreign yeah um that's that's like that's very much in our dna but what sounded wow. the most fun was well let's do something we don't often get the chance to do let's create yeah. a studio album that isn't built to necessarily live on sunday morning but is hopefully just a, a enjoyable listening experience sonically speaking just yeah. let's have fun in the studio sonically with different instruments but i i i love christmas music i love the way yeah. it makes me feel i yeah. we, you know our family goes goes strong from you know right around, right about this time through through christmas and but i and i love all the classics um i especially love christmas hymns um that we grew yeah. up singing so i mean i can tell you in the baptist hymnal in that church we grew up in that from about hymn 76 yeah. to hymn 120 lives the christmas songs in that yeah. hymnal yeah so like it i just I, I love it all some of my favorite like memories are like when when christmas time hit in that congregation in this yeah. small sanctuary and and Honestly, like learning to harmonize with those Christmas songs, yeah. like as a part of the congregation. So I felt like, man, surprising we haven't actually done this with as deeply embedded as my love for, for Christmas music is in, in general. And um, but I I just thought like, man, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be awesome to to put out something that and be excited to work on an album that that of course announces the birth of of Jesus yeah. and celebrates and reflects like the incarnation and yeah. this this act of love that is senseless yeah. <laughs> that our creator yeah. is sending his son That's um Jesus to there's there's a lyric on one of those songs um that Chris Rice wrote he was an artist uh, yes. back in the 90s and he wrote he wrote this song um welcome to our world and and he says um to breathe our air and walk our sod. And like, that's that I, I just think like it's, it's senseless that that actually happened. So there's, there's always this reason I think that we can find to experience wonder at Christmas, mm. you know, like it's, whether it's in a Hallmark movie and it's like built around snowflakes and, yeah. you know, there's the wonder <laughs> is in it. There's like a romanticizing about it, which is fine. Um, it comes easy as a kid, but I think like that's obviously largely what we're trying to regain or or get back as as adults is like yeah. that wonder. But wonder is uh, like truly just based in I think that I'll say it again that utterly senseless act that God became one of us. Yeah, like it doesn't make sense. That's what I, right. that's what I'm trying to say. It's yeah. and it's so normalized at Christmas, like every manger scene in the stores right. that you see your manger scenes in our homes. But when it's, it's the most unusual and most miraculous plot in our stories, when we actually stop to think about it and ponder and take in how wonderful it is. And so 
I think my my ult- my ultimate hope and what I meant was like in saying like I kind of think it, it exceeded our expectations. I do love how it sounds, but I think listening to it, it I I do feel like there it it kind of captured some like wonder, and I kind of yeah. hope it ushers in a sense of wonder into homes when people because wonder is going to lead to to worship, and so yeah. it's not like wow. here's just a um, a project that I feel is, um, I don't know, niche or something. And we, we made, we, we tried hard to make it sound. No, I, I really wanted it to sound inspiring. And yeah, if you're, if you're walking around the city and you see lights, um, and that happens to be in your headphones, I would want like something to kind of catch you and inspire you as you looked at yeah. and saw. Yeah. You know, that something. is 100% what happened yesterday. I mean, it is just a, it is such a beautiful, Brooke Lidgertwood does this really beautifully as well, where you feel, she's like, yeah, you can listen to the songs, but listen to the whole thing. Like this is one piece of art. And as a, you know, in book writing, I don't go like, read chapter three and eight and you're going to love it. You're like, no, read the book. It's a, it's one thing. I was thinking about the whole thing. I feel like y'all were really intentional about that with this too. Like there feels like a, a flow to the album. Mm -hmm. It, it. I mean, that's that's a fun part of the process on the back end when you're like constructing what has now come together in the form of individual songs. And then yeah. you have the work of constructing how, how are these going to fit together? Because you just can't do a track list early as something is, is not even, you know, materialized. So that's not part of the equation until it is, until ah, after until you have all the songs. The songs. So- how many Christmas songs? I mean, this this is real in your business. How many Christmas songs did y'all record versus the ten that we have? That's it. No, I I <gasps> oh did gosh, know those are the ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. I did know. Like, no, I want all these songs on the album. Um, wow. I just didn't know how they would flow together until until afterward. But I I really. I, I enjoy that that part of the process too. It's like making it a cohesive thing and hopefully a holistically, you know, enjoyable experience. I am, I mean, I know you're brilliant, but I am like all the way knowing you're brilliant. If y'all only did these <laughs> 10 songs and they ended up like this. I mean, that is, uh, that is real. Cause usually, and, and rightly so, when, when people write books, you throw away chapters all the time or you, you don't throw them all the way away. You put them somewhere else yeah. and hope that you can use them in the future. And people do that with albums all the time. We wrote 65 songs and you're hearing 13 of them, which is very normal. So for you to go, no, we had the vision for what 10 songs made up our first Christmas album. It was just a matter of what order they needed to be in. Bro. That's yeah, brilliant. or or now that you bring it up, and I haven't thought about it, maybe we left a lot on the table that we never explored. Uh oh. <laughs> well, That's yeah, I mean, you got, let's do me. ten more albums. <laughs> let's do ten more Christmas. Let's go. Okay. We'll keep I love it. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation one more time to tell you about another amazing partner, EarthBreeze. Okay, have you wondered why laundry detergent comes in massive plastic jugs? Ugh, they're heavy, messy, and hard to store. Worst of all, 91% of plastic doesn't get recycled. Yikes. Leaving laundry jugs to sit in landfills. Fortunately, I found a solution, EarthBreeze. Okay, imagine something that looks like a dryer sheet. In fact, I have to really be thoughtful that I'm not throwing a dryer sheet in my washing machine and make sure I grab my EarthBreeze sheets. 
It's a pre-measured liquidless laundry detergent sheet that dissolves in all wash cycles, hot or cold. EarthBreeze is my new favorite detergent. Listen, when I get home next week and have to start doing my laundry again, I am really glad EarthBreeze is waiting on me. The packaging is a cardboard envelope that saves so much space. I can literally fit 720 loads of sheets where I used to fit one 60-load detergent jug. I also have full control to adjust, pause, or cancel the subscription without hidden fees or penalties. Most importantly, I still get a really powerful clean on my clothes. EarthBreeze is tough on stains, fights odors, and my clothes come out clean every time. This is what I also love. With every purchase, EarthBreeze donates 10 loads of detergent to a charitable cause of your choice. Trust me, there is no reason not to switch. Right now, my friends can subscribe to EarthBreeze and save 40%. So go to earthbreeze.com slash that sounds fun to get started. That's earthbreeze.com slash that sounds fun for 40% off. earthbreeze.com slash that sounds fun. And one more amazing partner to tell you about, Hatch. Y'all remember me and Eddie going on about Hatch and Annie and Eddie keeps talking, right? I love putting my phone in another room when I go to bed and using Hatch as my alarm clock so I can A, stay off my phone and B, have a way more pleasant nighttime routine. I have the Hatch Restore 2 and it's not just an alarm clock. Hatch Restore 2 is a device that helps you build a consistent bedtime and morning routine so you can prioritize rest and sleep better. It has a sound machine and also plays these really beautiful meditations and mindfulness exercises too. And in the morning, Hatch wakes you up gently with a sunrise alarm, y'all. It's so cool. You can set it so the light comes on first and then your personalized alarm sound comes on like 15 to 30 minutes later. I like the combo of the lilac sunrise and the birds chirping. Great sleep can be learned with Hatch. 83% of customers, including me, report improved sleep and they have a 60 night money back guarantee. So you can try it for yourself risk-free. Hatch is offering our friends $20 off your purchase of a Hatch Restore 2 and free shipping at hatch.co slash that sounds fun. But right now they are matching their Black Friday Cyber Monday sale. So you can get $40 off and free shipping using my link hatch.co slash that sounds fun. Y'all get these for Christmas. People love them and they are on sale. <laughs> hatch.co slash that sounds fun. Okay, now back to finish up our conversation with Chris. So to me, Breath of Heaven is always a Christmas song that is like, will get you wherever you are. There's no like escaping the emotion of Breath of Heaven. Is there one off this album that you're like, man, that day when we recorded it or the reason that one's on there, is there one that is really personal to you? Well, I I mentioned Welcome to Our World, um, that Chris Rice song. It was the, it's personal to me because it was the, but the first solo I ever got in youth choir oh. in, in that church I was talking about. Yeah. And so I, um, I've never come across a Christmas album that, that put that one on there, um, yeah. aside, of course, from, and, but it's always been a favorite for yeah. me since I was 12 and, and sang this like little youth choir arrangement of it. So, and I just think it's, it's amazingly written. It's bro. Yeah. It's, it's, stunning but um i i love that i um i also love breath of heaven it's um yeah. i i feel i feel the same i really like it's it was kind of a risk putting um this song infant holy infant lowly and it's a yeah. just a choir arrangement it's our it's our choir and it's just a cappella but also because i'm a lover of christmas music as i've stated yeah. i will enjoy a you know a choir Listen. album um Same. of just 
Christmas songs. So I, um, it's so honestly, it, it feels really good to hear you say it's cohesive as a whole, because when I was putting this together, I was like, wait, am I really trying to put an acapella choir on on one of our albums like that has no place <laughs> people are going to be like they god they they tried to just throw everything at the kitchen sink no 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 um, no i i imagined this is the kind of christmas album so a thing we talk about a lot around here is sneaky jesus where can we do okay. things that introduces jesus to audiences in a way that may feel different than the way they could have experienced him before and and then the holy spirit does all the work anyway we're just humans yeah, that are yeah. messed up. So I pictured this as a sneaky Jesus album that you like put on at your Christmas party that everybody thinks they're just vibing to Christmas music. And this is just like good Christmas music in the background. And then they're like, is that guy crying? Like, like, you know, like suddenly people <laughs> are having these like really profound experiences with the Lord because this album's in the background. So that's, that's what I pictured as I was listening. So I was like, Chris Brown built us a Christmas album that we can play around our friends who don't believe everything we believe and expose okay. them to worship music that they don't realize is worship music. That is wonderful to hear. Yeah. That, that I like it. Sneaky Jesus. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. It, we talk about it. it. Finds we like its it. ways into Christmas parties everywhere. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly <laughs> right. So, I mean, that's the fun part, right? Like I can imagine, I don't know how this world works because I've never had a song ever. You don't want me to, but like Spotify and all, and Apple music, like there are all these playlists that people add these songs to. And that's kind of mm -hmm. a big deal, right? It's a big deal when people put your Christmas music yeah. on their playlist, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess um, we've never had one added until this, uh, this project, yeah. but yeah, it is, it is cool to see. Um, we have one song on a, on Apple's playlist, that is, um, we're the only wow. like Christian artist. I, um, See, that's so it. Sneaky that's Jesus cool. stuff. Yeah. Sneaky Jesus. There you go. That's awesome. There you go. Because then what happens, you know, but then what happens is somebody goes, man, I'd love that. I should go listen to that whole thing. And then suddenly they're hearing Graves into Gardens and they don't know, but now <laughs> right. they know, right? But now they know. Yeah. That it. would be the hope. That's so good. That would be the hope. Talk for just a minute about the rhythms of church people on Christmas Eve. Like just talk to our church employees and having to work. They work Christmas Eve. They, I mean, give a, give a little, um, a little encouragement to our friends who are on staffs at churches about serving yeah. on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we've always taken the perspective, like we have Christmas Eve services most years, if not all that I can remember, they go yeah. December 22nd, 23rd, 24th. And it's all the same experience or service that, but we give people options. And so yeah. we go hard right up until, you know, the end of Christmas Eve. And we've always taken the perspective of like, man, you know, of course, this is, this is an opportunity where families are coming in town and those family members may not ever come to church any other mm -hmm. time. And, but they're here for the holidays. So let's make, um, let's make it inviting and warm for people to experience church maybe for the first time this year second time this yeah, year yeah. first time in a long time but let's let's of course tell the story present the gospel obviously yes. but beyond that like let's create a a warm inviting atmosphere as as the church and mm -hmm for all the things that people may have been experiencing through December and the the chaos and the rush of, of everything else. 
let this kind of feel like a respite, you know, like a place where people can just come and, and experience God's presence and maybe know what it is, recognize that it's his presence and maybe, maybe not, but if they, they know they felt different there and they know they, they heard about Jesus. So do it because that's the, you know, you know, I encourage all the, all those staff members who are listening, like that's who you're doing it for. Like, well done to you for serving and serving hard through, through the holidays, but keep it up because it's worth it. Yeah, it's worth it. Someday we'll see an actual, like, I, I just have these hopes that God will pull up these charts and be like, this hmm. is what Annie's life would have been like if, if that worship album wouldn't have come into her life as a 19 year old, wow. but look at how different it was. And like show that yeah. worship band, like you made a CD that she bought in at a summer camp, you know, mm-hmm. and, and for our church staff friends, like you may get to see a chart where someone's life was drastically changed because they showed up on Christmas Eve. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. That's a Absolutely. cool, we just don't get to see it yet. We don't see it yet. Yeah. Um, okay, two more questions, then I'll let you live your life. For starters, we're asking everybody their favorite Christmas snack. What What are y'all snacking on around the brown house at Christmas? Well, my wife, she makes some crazy like homemade cinnamon donuts. What? Um, she homemakes and donuts so- and she builds things? And she builds things. And I'm she impressed. has this, yeah, she she makes this, uh, do you know what a derby pie is? Yes. I grew up in Georgia. Okay, so it's like. So I'm with you. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. You're Southern. Yeah. Pecan pie for everybody who doesn't know, but with chocolate. With chocolate. So it's, <laughs> it's not so just good. a regular pecan pie. It's so good. So. Honestly, if I if I could pull it up quick, I would I would show you. But there's a picture I have last year. These Derby pies have she she messed up because she started baking them for a few friends over right. the in, at Christmas time, and then it kind of grew and it grew. And last year I have a picture. I am not lying. There were 56 <gasps> Derby pies out, and and I'm like, babe, you can stop at any point. You are. <laughs> Like people, I know they're demanding these derby pies and I know it'll be, what's her Enneagram number? (laughs) She's a nine. Okay. Same, Um, same, same, same. Okay. Yeah, exactly. (gasps) 56. How many is she making this year? Do you know? It's more, I don't know the number we were just the other day. She was like going over a list. She was like, are all these people still like, you think I should give all the, yeah, all those absolutely (laughs) should still get a pie. Well, now we have, you know, so, 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 so. So, but I mean, um, so that's what she'll probably start, I don't know, and tomorrow <laughs> so yeah. making yeah. these pies. So Christmas, Christmas snack. I mean, that's, we, we got, we eat good around the holidays. Those are good answers. Those are bad. great answers. Is there anything we didn't talk about you want to make sure we cover? I got to ask you what sounds fun to you, but I want to make sure we covered everything you wanted to. No, that's great. I've loved okay. it. Yeah, me too. Thank you. It was really fun. Um, yeah. Except me asking you about, you know, your last album because- <laughs> you're going to get scooped up by a pterodactyl. Um, uh, okay. Because the show is called That Sounds Fun. This is always our last question, Chris Brown. Because the show is okay. called That Sounds Fun, tell me what you do for fun. Okay. I am the worst at having a hobby. Last, last. this is going to be a long answer, but I'll try Great. to make it succinct. Last week, the first time in my life, I'm 41, I, I stepped foot on a golf course because my buddy <gasps> is like, dude, just try to get a a hobby yes just just do it and i will and i'll say he was like i do it for the social aspect i do it so i can go golfing with buddies he was like other people do it because 
they get obsessed with trying to perfect the game. Uh-huh. I I went out, I enjoyed it, I had a good time. It was it was fun. I woke up the next morning thinking, oh, I should have done this. That's what Vinny was saying. I was stepping back on my right foot. And then, I, that, oh, that's what he was trying to point out about the swing. I don't, I wouldn't do it for the social aspect. I would do it because I would Perfection. become obsessed with perfecting. Yes. Like, it, but that's, as far as I understand, that doesn't happen in golf. You don't perfect that game. You just get frustrated. So um, I, I hang out, I hang out with our, our family I mean, we are, we're homebodies. So we do pizza and a movie night on Friday nights. That's like sacred in our home. Um, Like pizza oven. We have a, we have a pizza oven. Oh, you like make them. Yeah, we, we have, we, we do both, but, uh, but we, we had to, you know, we had to move into new, new ways. If we're going to, we're going to commit to this as a family every Friday night. Yeah, just different. We we love exploring uh, together. Um, my how many kids I'm are kind of hesitant to two. Okay, and my son is thirteen. Okay, so he got into sporting shooting sporting clays when he oh, was ten. Right. You know what this is? They're like, and they go in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he joined a, a sporting clays team last year, like a competitive cool. team. I didn't know what this was. I didn't grow up around guns i grew up in the south but i didn't grow up around like shotguns or skeet or anything yeah it is this has been a long long time coming that we we have been like is this is this a thing like should we like cultivate this like help him anyway it's been years in the making but that's kind of that's kind of fun because i have learned with him as he's been learning and so now we have a membership to this club um, close to our house where he and I can go with our shotguns and shoot ski. <laughs> it makes, I always picture duck hunt, except with little clay uh, yeah, things. Exactly. Instead. That's what I picture. That's, that's what it is. Brilliant. So, Man, good list of fun place, things. But... Well done. Chris, thanks for making time to do this. And thank you for the new Christmas album, Echo the Angel. It's just so good. I cannot wait so for everybody to just like keep it. listening to it. Thanks, Great. Annie. Appreciate it. Guys, isn't he brilliant? Oh my gosh, I like him so much. I'm so glad he's our new friend of the show. We'll see if we can get him on five times, get him in that hall of fun. He's just the best. And man, how much do you love his thoughts and conversation around the church and leading worship and how to serve the church globally while you're serving locally? I just really respect that. Add Elevation's new Christmas album, Echo the Angels, to your Christmas playlist, just like we talked about, and go follow Chris on social media. Tell him thank you for being on the show. And if you have any questions from this episode, drop them in the Q&A box on your Spotify app if you're a Spotify listener, or send them to us on Instagram at That Sounds Fun Podcast, and we'll try to answer them there. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, New York City for this week. And anywhere you may need me, that is how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. And I will do the same. Today, what sounds fun to me is going on a walk in Central Park. I'm so grateful that I can. Y'all have a great week. We will see you back here on Thursday with one of my favorite preachers, theologians, experts on the gospel and on Israel, my friend, Christy McClellan. Oh, y'all get ready. It's going to be good talking to Christy on Thursday. We'll see y'all then.